Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. It's Kim here. This is episode 89. And today we're talking about non-scale victories and specifically the problem with them. And maybe you're confused. Maybe you're going, what? What is the problem? I thought that's what you were all about, Kim, not focusing on the scale or our weight. Shouldn't we then be celebrating non-scale victories? And yeah, yeah, we should. But also no, because there's some snaky ways that celebrating non-scale victories mess with your motivation, consistency, and enjoyment of exercise. And that's what I hope to clear up for you today. So first, let's start by defining what is a non-scale victory. A non-scale victory, or an NSV as they're often referred to, if you follow any fitness accounts, you've probably seen the hashtag NSV or hashtag non-scale victory. It's basically those wins that we experience from our exercise, our fitness, or eating habits that aren't specifically weight-related. Some examples include tangible improvements to your fitness. So those noticeable changes in your day-to-day life, like maybe being able to carry the kids up the stairs to bed without getting out of breath, or being able to lift and move things without asking for help, reaching and being able to touch your toes, sleeping better at night, having more energy and in a better mood throughout the day, or even noticing changes in health metrics like improved blood pressure, blood sugar. And then there's other types of non-scale victories that are often celebrated, which are physical changes in one's body. So your body composition or appearance. And that includes things like measuring your body fat versus muscle mass, looking in the mirror and checking your shape, looking for muscle definition or seeing if your body is, quote, toning up. It could include taking measurements of your body or even just going by how your clothes feel. And then celebrating that the workouts you're doing are working, that they're effective based on what you see. And I tend to notice people celebrating these types of things usually when the scale isn't changing. In fact, in the past, I confess I probably coached my clients to look for those things when they weren't losing weight. And I know that other trainers and influencers do this as well. And though I'm sure it's done with the best of intentions, they're trying to keep you motivated by focusing on what's working rather than what isn't, it is problematic. When we try to look for and celebrate non-scale victories, essentially what we're saying is, well, my weight isn't changing, but at least I have this other positive result. It almost feels like we're grasping at straws, trying to find some positive outcome for all of our efforts, something to justify and make all that hard work that we're doing seem worthwhile. They're like secondary benefits, and what usually happens is we're only content with those non-scale victories for so long. 
Eventually, what I notice is if the scale doesn't change, then if those non-scale victories don't really feel all that victorious and you lose interest and you give up. You conclude that whatever it is you were trying didn't work and you're back to square one. And therein lies the problem with the non-scale victory. Even though you might acknowledge these other benefits that you're experiencing from exercise, they are placed secondary to what happens on the scale or what you notice in your body composition. The real victory you're searching for is a weight change or a change in your measurements or a change in how your clothes fit. However you slice it, at the end of the day, non-scale victories reinforce the belief that the main objective for exercising or moving your body is to change your shape. And if you've been hanging around here for any length of time, I know you've heard me say why this is problematic. You know that focusing on body shaping and weight loss is guaranteed to cause you to struggle with motivation. But do you see how sneaky this can be? The way that the messaging around non-scale victories is worded really makes it seem like you're not focusing on weight. Maybe you don't have a scale at home or you've stopped weighing yourself, but if you're measuring your body or judging the effectiveness of your workouts by how your clothes are fitting, then you are still operating under this weight-centric paradigm that reinforces that the primary goal of working out is to change your body or to control your body. It implies that your body isn't healthy enough, fit enough, attractive enough, just plain old not good enough the way that it is and it needs fixing and exercise is the tool we employ to do that. To me, it's very upsetting that diet culture has co-opted exercise in this way because that was never the intention for exercise. Exercise was never intended for weight loss originally. Body changes, if they happen when we exercise, are a secondary side effect to improving your fitness. The point of exercise is to improve your fitness, to become stronger, to have better heart and lung function, to have more flexibility and less pain in your body. In other words, to improve our physical health by using exercise or movement to support the good functioning of our body. That's what exercise is for. In other words, the non-scale victories are the victories. Those are the things we should be focused on and celebrating. And if changes happen on the scale, that is secondary to improve fitness, but really should not be the focus or the thing we celebrate because one, it's not helpful. It motivates you to move for the wrong reasons and will result in you falling off the wagon eventually. And two, what may or may not happen on the scale has zero bearing on your actual fitness. You can't measure fitness on the scale or by how your clothes fit. A change in weight or body composition does not indicate a change in athletic ability or fitness. Fitness is measured through fitness assessments, and you get fitter by training, by consistently practicing specific types of movement that target the area of fitness that matters to you. The point of fitness is to become fitter. 
and we should be assessing, measuring, and celebrating fitness changes as a result of our movement efforts, not body changes. We shouldn't have to dig to find these wins only when the scale isn't changing. And that's why it's so important to me that I take a weight-neutral approach with all of my clients and my members inside the What Moves Me membership. When we are setting our goals at the start of each month, we are very intentional about setting fitness goals, not body goals. I have my members focus on real-life measurable outcomes that they want to see that matter to them and that they can work towards in tangible, concrete ways so that they can get real results that motivate them to keep going. So here's the five-step process that I take them through each month when they're setting their goals. And you can use this yourself to change your focus so that what you might have called non-scale victories or secondary victories in the past become your primary victory. So number one, I want you to think of something in your life that isn't easy to do right now or that you can't do, that you'd like to be able to do. Maybe it is something like being able to carry the kids up the stairs to bed without getting winded or to touch your toes or to get up and down off the floor easier. Or maybe you'd like to be able to go out hiking, but you worry about your balance or being able to keep up with your friends. Maybe you'd like to begin biking again or to be able to ride further Or you can come at this first step another way and think of how you currently feel and how you'd like to feel. Maybe you have some pain in your body and you want to reduce it. Maybe some of your lab values or your health metrics are not where you'd like them to be. Maybe you'd like to see some changes in your blood work or have your blood pressure come down. In other words, choose a tangible fitness or health objective that you would like to improve in. And if you struggle to detach weight from the goal, like if you're saying to yourself, yeah, but I really need to lose weight because I have pain and it's because of my weight, or I'm out of shape because I weigh such and such, or I need to lose weight because I have high blood pressure. Ask yourself, what are you hoping will improve once you lose the weight? Less pain, feeling out of breath all the time, lowering your blood pressure, those are your fitness goals. Just take the weight part out of it, set that aside and focus on that secondary piece and set that as your primary measurable outcome. Step two is to rate your fitness in this area right now. So on a scale of one to 10, how winded are you when you climb the stairs? On a scale of one to 10, what's your pain right now? When you bend over to reach your toes, how far can you actually reach to your shins, to your ankles, the top of your feet? And where do you feel tight in your body when you do it? What's your blood pressure right now? What are your lab values? So write down your baseline, those baseline metrics or your baseline fitness in the area that you're most concerned about. And then number three is choose exercises or ways to move that will specifically target your fitness objectives. So if you want to reduce pain in your knees, high impact cardio or running may not be the best place for you to start. You want to try some strength training and mobility exercises for your legs. If lowering your blood pressure is your primary goal, then moderate intensity cardio exercise is the best choice for you. Walking 20 minutes a day is super. 
Number four is to make sure that whatever type of movement you choose, that it is enjoyable for you, that it feels good in your body. And if possible, surround yourself with community, people with similar goals and mindsets who will cheer you on and support you. Those three things will go a long way to keeping you motivated to continue and see your goals through. And then the final step, step five, is to reassess. In two to three months' time, after you've been consistently moving and working toward improving your fitness, take some time to reassess. However you tested your fitness or your starting point today in step two that we just discussed, do that again in a couple of months and notice how different you feel. And don't forget to to take note of any other surprise benefits that are happening like improved energy and sleep. I guarantee that if you focus on fitness, on feeling better and moving better, and you take consistent action towards that, you will see improvements. You will see and feel those real tangible victories. And if you're doing things that you like, that feel good in a community where you feel like you fit in, you will have the motivation to keep going. You won't even care what happens on the scale because you're going to love how you feel. And that is the secret to consistency, my friends. So let's wrap this up. Here's my homework assignment for you. I want you to think about if you weren't concerned about weight loss or how your clothes fit, why is it important to you to exercise? What area of fitness matters to you and how can you tweak your exercise habits to get results that are meaningful to you? And of course, if you need help with this, you know we would love to have you inside the What Moves Me membership. Our community would be thrilled to welcome you. You can find out more about the membership at all of my other coaching offerings by checking out this episode's show notes. You can also read the full transcript for this episode on my website at radiantvitality.ca slash JMS89. That stands for Joyful Movement Show and the episode number, which is 89. I'll see you back here next week, my friend, for more Fitspo-free motivation. In the meantime, be well, and here's to your Radiant Vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.